I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast, the show for ambitious women ready to get off the hot mess express. I know you've got a lot going on. You work so hard. You're raising an incredible family, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. And years ago, I was right where you are. I was running a busy law practice while raising a family, and I was on the fast track to burnout. I thought I just needed to be more organized or have better routines, but it was learning how to heal and regulate my nervous system that expanded my capacity to gracefully hold more of this big, beautiful life. You too are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. Learning to be a calm, anchoring presence in your home and at work is going to be your superpower. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. Welcome back, you guys. Michelle here. Today we're going to talk about anger. And we're going to talk about ways in which we can release anger from our body in a healthy way. And I think this is such an important conversation. So kudos to you guys for tuning in today. Before we do, I want to ask you guys, if you haven't left the show a five-star rating yet, would you do so today? It literally takes one second. You just have to scroll down and click on those five stars at the bottom of the show. This is really the best way you can thank me if you've ever gotten anything out of any of these episodes here on the Calm Mom Podcast, and it's also the best way that we can get this show in front of other women, other moms, just like you, who could really benefit from all of this education. So scroll down, leave the star, a fi- leave the star, leave the show a five-star rating, and then if you even have a couple more seconds and you could leave a short review, oh man, that would mean so much to me. 
So just thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for leaving a rating. Thank you for leaving a review. Y'all are the best. I love you. Okay, let's talk about anger today. I feel like anger is just this like number one emotion that I see across my desk over and over and over in coaching moms. It's this emotion that we just don't know what to do with as women. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that. One is that there's just so much shame and so much stigma that has been associated with the emotion of anger, right? Most of us women have been conditioned since we were kids to like suppress anger, deny anger. Anger was not feminine. Anger was crazy. You were going to be like a raging psycho if you displayed anger in any way, right? You had no self-control. And I think that like what's kind of come out of that is that we've fallen into one of two categories as women, right? Either we are in complete denial of the anger that we experience and we become so good at suppressing and repressing it that we don't even know it exists or we're kind of on the other extreme and we're just always kind of ragey. Like we're like the rage is just coming out and we yell a lot and we scream a lot and we're just feeling angry. It's all that outward energy, right? And for me, I fell into the first category. Like people around me would probably describe me as super chill. I would have described myself as super chill. Like I, I've never screamed at anyone a day in my life. And I don't say that because it's something I'm proud of. I'm just saying it because it is what it is, right? Like if you asked me seven years ago, when was the last time I got angry? I honestly couldn't tell you. And here's the thing. It wasn't that I was never angry. It's just that I was so out of touch with my emotions. I actually got angry often. I was just a pro, like a freaking pro at repressing my anger because I, like a lot of us, had a bunch of labels and judgment associated with anger. I thought anger made me weak. I thought it showed that I lacked self-control. I thought anger was pointless. Like I just had all of these different ideas that caused me subconsciously to hold and repress all of this anger. And friends, there were consequences to that, right? If we are in denial of our anger, if we don't think it exists, if we don't think we feel angry and we just learn to really repress all of that anger, imagine your anger is like this really overinflated beach ball and you're there in the water at the beach trying to hold that big inflated beach ball of anger under the water. And think of the energy that it takes to constantly be pushing that thing and holding that thing under the water. And here and there, it kind of wants to pop up and it splashes, but it's exhausting to continue to do that. And here's the thing. After a certain amount of time, it's just going to pop up, right? You're going to get tired. (laughs) There's going to be some little trigger or distraction. And that ball of anger is going to rise up and it's going to pop off and it's going to end up splashing on some unintended recipients. And that was my story right? And then on the other hand, if you're not someone who is in a camp of suppressing their anger, repressing their angry and denial of anger, if you're not like me, who's like, who, me, angry? No, you got the wrong girl, right? If that's not you and you're on the other end and you're like, oh man, I'm the opposite. Like my anger is just always coming out. I'm always like, I wake up ragey. I just want to like throw stuff and yell at people all the time. That is not great either, right? If our anger is volatile, that causes harm too. 
sucks for us. It sucks for the people that we love. But here's the thing with anger. (laughs) Anger is meant to be heard. Anger is meant to be expressed. Anger is meant to be released. We just have to learn healthy ways of doing so, right? Anger is an emotion like any other emotion. There is no good emotion. There is no bad emotion. Emotions are just emotions. And when we learn healthy ways to express, right, to hear, express, and release, especially these big emotions like anger, the thing is, is that all of our emotions are welcome, right? All of our emotions just are. They're not good. They're not bad. They just are. However, the ways in which we handle our emotions or act when those emotions arrive, right? The behaviors associated with those emotions, that's where we have to start to harness some of this stuff in a healthy way. Just because we get angry, which is fine, it's normal, we are human, does not mean we can do whatever we want when we're angry, right? And that's like the process that we teach our kids, right? They can be angry, they just can't do whatever they feel like doing when they're angry. Anger is a powerful messenger, especially for us women as moms. Anger is a powerful messenger. And what it means is that it's signaling that something's off, right? Your anger is signaling that something isn't right, something's not fair. It's signaling to you that some boundary has been violated and it's simply showing you, right? Maybe maybe you're stifling your authentic expression. Maybe you're really, you think something's really wrong or you think you have a really strong opinion about something and you're stifling it and you're holding it in and you're people pleasing, right? Anger is so common among people pleasers, you guys, because they're constantly self-abandoning, stifling the authentic expression. And that can result in anger. Because the thing is, is that anger often masks other underlying emotions. So anger is a secondary emotion. Maybe you've heard that before. Anger is a secondary emotion. Okay, what does that mean? (laughs) It means that our anger is often protective. And maybe this is going to land with a lot of you. So what happens is that when our anger rises up, it's often actually kind of like hiding or protecting another more vulnerable expression. Another more vulnerable emotion, something that feels vulnerable like sadness or or hurt, right? If we were hurt by somebody or fear or frustration. So when we experience some of these more vulnerable emotions, we, and this is all subconscious, often express it as anger because anger doesn't feel as vulnerable, right? Anger feels righteous. So let's talk about some examples, right? Maybe your, I don't know, your husband offers to go grocery shopping, right? And he comes home and he's gotten all these groceries, but he doesn't bring home the right kind of milk that your toddler drinks or that your kids drink or using their cereal or whatever. doesn't bring home the right kind of creamer you use in your coffee. And you just feel really sad about that. You feel like he doesn't pay attention. You feel like you're not seen. You feel frustrated that you're the only one who knows what kind of milk is used in the house. So it makes you really angry, (laughs) angry, right? Because there's some vulnerable expression under there. You feel hurt. You don't feel seen. You feel ignored. You feel taken for granted, whatever it is. Or maybe like you're, I don't know, maybe you're like running really late in the morning and you have this big meeting when you get to the office and you've been really stressing out about preparing it or or how people are going to respond to it or you have to public speak and that causes you anxiety or whatever it is. And then maybe your daughter is, you know, taking the usual amount of time she takes to put on her shoes. But because you're actually frustrated or because you're actually 
nervous about this public speaking or you're nervous about how the meeting is going to go or whatever, you get really angry at your kid for putting her shoes on slowly when in actuality she's putting them on how she does every day, right? But it's bringing forth this anger because there's actually a more vulnerable emotion inside of you, a more vulnerable insecurity, and that anger is masking it. So anger can often serve as this defense mechanism, right? It's this way to protect ourselves from vulnerability. It's a means of coping with that underlying primary emotion. So it feels a lot easier to just be angry at our partner, right? Or just be angry at our kids or just be angry rather than being vulnerable and stepping into vulnerability, right? And telling whoever it is that we feel hurt or we don't feel seen or we feel insecure or we don't feel appreciated or whatever it is. So, so oftentimes just helping my clients recognize that their anger is a secondary emotion can be super helpful. It can be super helpful for our personal growth, growing that awareness, right? It makes our relationships healthier because that anger is a signal for us to get curious with that primary emotion that's actually lying underneath our anger. And then we can be more self-aware and express that anger in a healthy way. Here's the other thing with anger. Like when we were talking about that beach ball, <laughs> big emotions like rage, like anger, frustration, those carry a big energetic charge in our body, right? In our physical body. Emotion is energy in motion. E-motion. Emotion is energy in motion. I mean, think about what anger can do, the energy of anger can do in your body. Like anger can change your body temperature. The energy of anger can change your body temperature. It can increase your heart rate, right? It can increase your respiratory rate. Anger, the energy of anger can, can even change like the color of your face, right? We see our kids or we see ourselves as, like get, get red in our face when we're angry. Anger has a huge impact on our physiology. So we have to have tools. We have to have body-based tools to allow that anger to process and release from our body because all that energy, you guys, all that energy from these big emotions like anger is not meant to be held in your body. It's not meant to be stored by your body. So if you're not releasing it, if you don't have a regular practice to release your emotions, there's going to be consequences. There's going to be emotional consequences, mental consequences, and physical consequences. And when it comes to a nervous system perspective, you guys, not having practices to release emotions, process emotions, if you're holding all that stuff in and continuing to repress and suppress it, holy moly, will that shrink your window of tolerance, you guys. There's going to be little things that are just going to set you off and throw you into dysregulation, right? One sideways look, one little comment muttered under someone's breath and you're going to blow a gasket. It's going to throw you into dysregulation because you have a narrow window of tolerance. You're not processing your emotions and you're living on the edge. You're living on the edge of dysregulation. And guys, when we hold on to that stress chronically, day after day, right? Week after week, month after month, that leads to burnout because our body is carrying all of that, that load of stress, all of that allostatic load on our system. So we have to really... Um, be intentional about having body-based tools to help release anger in a healthy way. I was actually being interviewed on a podcast earlier this week and the host, she gave me this scenario. She's like, not saying this has ever happened to me, but 
what would you do if, and she talked about this time that she slept in in the morning and by slept in, she probably means like, you know, 7 a.m. And she just walked into her young children making a massive mess with all of the stuff they had found in the pantry, right? Bags of flour and sugar and like sprinkles and like all of this stuff. And she's like, I immediately felt so much anger and so much rage. And she asked me what, she's like, what would you recommend that I do in a situation like that to help me calm down? And I think like most of you guys listening, most people who submit questions to me, like she was probably thinking is like, what can I do to calm my body down? Right? What can I do to like help me chill out so I can respond instead of react and all of these things? And my response to her was like, what my recommendation is you've got to feel and process that anger. Do not suppress it. Here's the thing, guys. If that anger is there, it's there. It's there. It's already there. Like, don't ignore it. Don't bypass it. And don't be so quick to jump to a regulation resource to calm yourself down because the anger is there. That energetic charge is there. So if you try to just do some deep breathing or you try to like whatever and don't allow try to just bring your body to regulation without allowing all of that energy from that anger to release and express, it's not It's not going to help, right? That's actually a suppression tactic. So what you want to do is you want to have exercises, tools to release the anger that you're experiencing, and then your body will naturally return to regulation, right? Then you can introduce some sort of pleasure practice or calming practice to help your body feel safe, and return to regulation. I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You Maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Now, one more comment before we go into these three techniques. It is not always appropriate in the moment to release feel, express anger. I get that. (laughs) I get that, right? Like I'm 
a woman living in this world. Also, I am a woman who is married. I am a woman with kids. I'm a professional woman. I am a woman who sometimes has to walk into a grocery store and gets really angry in the grocery store or frustrated. And it's not the time and place for me to be like ragey, right? I get all of that. I get that. So here's what we do in that moment. The first thing we do, let's say you're at work and your boss or a coworker or someone makes a comment and you're like, they did not just say that or whatever it is, right? And you feel the rage rising up. What do you do? You cannot just start yelling and screaming and throwing stuff, but you can acknowledge that emotion. So in your head, you take a second. Okay, Michelle, I feel it. I know this anger is rising up. I acknowledge you, anger. You are here. You are present. I feel you. However, it is not appropriate for me to express you, to process you right now. And here's what you do. You make a date with your anger. You make a date with your anger. So you're like, okay, I cannot express this right now. But tonight at 9 p.m., after I've put the kids to bed and I have you know 10 minutes to myself, I'm going to do one of my anger release practices and anger burn, whatever it is, these three things we're about to talk about to express some of this anger. And then you actually follow through on it. You actually follow through on it. So maybe you got to set an alarm on your phone, however you remind yourself. But then later that day, when you've put your kids to bed and it's 9 p.m. and you have a minute, you're going to allow yourself to access that anger again, get back there, and then allow it to process and release and you're going to sleep so much better. And when this becomes a practice, this becomes a habit, your energetic body is going to trust that you will not suppress and repress, but you will allow it to process and release. And it will happen more efficiently. You know, the 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 way our body is created and wired, when we don't interrupt the emotional cycle, it only takes about I don't know, 30 to 90 seconds to process our emotions, for our emotions to complete the loop. So if we're greeting them with compassion instead of greeting them with judgment or whatever, you know, labels come up for us that causes us to interrupt that cycle of, of feeling and releasing our emotions, this doesn't have to be a lengthy process. So you're going to make a date with your feelings if you cannot express them in the moment, right? If that's not appropriate. And then you're going to follow through on that. And your body is going to trust you. And having a habit of doing this regular, you know, times, intentional times where you feel, release, and process emotions, holy moly, what beautiful emotional hygiene that is. And you will notice the impact that it has on your mood, on the regulation of your nervous system, on your energy, right? It takes a ton of energy to be holding that big inflated beach ball underwater. You're going to have more energy. And um, it's going to impact so many different parts of your being. Okay, so let's talk about the three body-based techniques to release anger. These are three that I think are most helpful. Um, there are obviously you know, tons more ways in which you can release anger from your body. If you guys want more resources, um, there's a link in the show notes to ask me a question. Ask me to give you more if this is something that's helpful, and I will be happy to do so. You can probably Google more. Um, resources, but let's start with three today. And I think this is a good place to start for you guys. You can try these, you know, choose one, try it the next time that you're feeling angry or the next time you're feeling angry and you weren't able to express it in the moment and you made a date with your emotions, try one of these and notice how your nervous system seems to respond, right? If it seems to be helpful and you notice a shift and you feel better after you feel like there was some sort of release there, put that in your back pocket, use that one again. 
if you try something and you're like, eh, I don't really feel any different after. Um, my nervous system didn't seem to respond to this particular resource. That's okay too, you guys. That's just information, right? Our, our bodies are all different. Our nervous systems are all different. It's just information. Try something else the next time. Okay, so the first body-based technique to help release anger from your body in a healthy way is wall pushes. I love these, you guys. Wall pushes are exactly what they sound like. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to connect emotionally, mentally, energetically with what was making you angry or what made you angry. So if you're doing it in the moment, great, right? Something happens, you feel so angry, i.e. walking in and your kids have like dumped everything in the pantry on the floor. You're feeling it in the moment, like just walk into the bathroom and do this. It's fresh. That's awesome. Otherwise, if you're in a place where it is not appropriate to do this, that's okay, right? Bring yourself back there later in the day. You know, imagine you're back in that moment, bring it to your mind's eye, notice, right, as the emotion starts to rise back up in you and you start to feel angry again, um, focus it. You'll start to feel the somatic response. Something will shift in your body, right? You'll start to feel, maybe it's like you start to feel a lump in your throat or you'll start to feel a, a, a tightness in your chest or you'll start to notice your hands are like getting into fists, whatever it is. You want to be able to access that anger again, access that rage, access the, you know, the negative thoughts, like no judgment here, just access that anger. And then you want to stand facing a wall. So just like stand close to wall, put both your hands on the wall and you're going to kind of lean forward like you were doing a standing push up kind of, but you're just going to like push into the wall, push, lean all of your weight into the wall and just push, 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 push. Let all of that energy, all of that anger, all of that rage flow from you into the wall and just push and breathe. And you might even feel like a, a sympathetic energy release, like something is going to shift. You might feel yourself getting really sad and like wanting to cry. And again, we're back to that secondary emotion, right? Of the anger, there's sadness beneath it or whatever that underlying emotion is, that vulnerable emotion might come through and let that be okay. You can encourage yourself, right? You're doing great. This is good. I want to be accessing these emotions and allowing them to release. So encourage yourself in that. Tell yourself, remind yourself, show yourself that you're safe. And when you notice that shift, right? When you're feeling so angry and so ragey and you're pushing into that wall, pushing, pushing, pushing. And then all of a sudden, oh, you just kind of feel that shift and you feel that release. You can go ahead and bring safety back into your body, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe it's some calming music. Maybe it's you grab like a cozy blanket and you just sit there for a minute. Maybe you go, you make yourself a mug of tea, crawl into bed, you put a face mask on. Maybe you take a bath and just notice the calm and the peace returning to your body. So that's technique number one is a wall push. Technique number two is having an adult temper tantrum. And for this one, you guys, like y'all or moms, just take a cue from your young children. Remember back if they're older now, right? Remember back when they were toddlers, you guys. Our kids know how to express anger, especially our little ones. They haven't been conditioned yet to feel like they have to repress or suppress any of their emotions, right? They haven't been told yet to like, just be strong or whatever it is that we that we we've been conditioned with. So take a cue from them. Take a cue from our kids. Like they're they're still learning safe and healthy ways to express their emotions, but their little bodies know what it needs to do to let that anger run its loop. And here's the thing. If you notice 
if we don't interrupt our little kids in that temper tantrum, in the processing of their big emotions, right? They scream, they cry, they thrash around for a few minutes. And then once the cycle, that anger cycle, that emotional cycle has completed, what happens? We start to hear their little sniffles, right? Like, <laughs> and that regulation starts to return to their bodies and they co-regulate with you. Maybe they're ready to be held, snuggled, hold hands. They feel better. You can do the same thing. You can do the same thing, you guys. So just imagine you were having a temper tantrum. You can grab a pillow and like scream into it. Sometimes I'll go in my car and just scream when I really need an anger release and it feels better. Grab a pillow, right? Slam it onto the ground. Um, Stomp your feet. You can stand at the foot of your bed, right? Facing your bed and just kind of like slowly and methodically pound or like punch your mattress. Allow that emotion to run through you and release. Cry, right? Just get it out. And then in the same way with the wall push, in the same way you see it with your little kids, like you're going to notice the shift. You're going to notice that the anger has kind of run its course and subsided. And then whatever comes through after that, you're going to welcome it. And then when you feel like it's completed, right, you feel like it's dissipated. Same thing as with the wall pushes, return regulation and safety to your body. So bring in a practice that feels good and safe. Like the ones I just mentioned, right? Taking a bath, snuggling up in a cozy blanket, being around someone that you love and feel safe, um, hugging yourself, right? Just putting your hands kind of on your shoulders, crossing your arms in front of you and hugging yourself, havening, working your way up and down um, the tops of your arms from your shoulder down to your elbow. All great different ways to return regulation to your body. So that's number two. Allow yourself to have an adult temper tantrum that is safe, right? Um, Where no one gets hurt. No one is terrified. Um, And then number three. Number three is to just hit things. (laughs) There is something so like such a great release of anger and rage when we are able to hit things, right? There's a reason why rage cages are popping up all over the place, right? You can literally pay money to be able to hit and smash and break things. You can also do this at home in a way that is safe. If you find that doing so, hitting stuff, helps you get your anger out, right? You could buy a pool noodle on Amazon and cut it in half and like go outside and just smash the ground with it. Or if you have like big trees and it's not going to damage your trees, you could hit it against a tree or hit it against a fence. Um, You could have a stash of water balloons and like go and just like chuck them outside against the ground, right? Like I was talking about pounding your bed or maybe if you have access to a punching bag or like a pillow or something, punching and hitting that. But you just want to have options that are safe that allow you to release that pent up anger, pent up anger. Okay, so those are the three body-based techniques that will help you to release anger in a healthy, non-destructive, non-violent way. The first one is the wall pushes. The second one is allowing yourself to have an adult temper tantrum. And then the third one is to hit things, hit stuff, break stuff, again, in a way that is safe and um, non-destructive. 
And a final note on each of these. Each of these things, wall pushes, adult temper tantrums, hitting things, can be cathartic without being healing. And that's not what we're going for, right? You can just like go and scream and then feel better after or have a good cry and feel better after without it actually being healing, without it actually being healing. It's the same reason why we can go to talk therapy for, I don't know, 17 years and not actually do much healing. It's because talking about our stuff, right, just crying, just like, you know, throwing something can be cathartic. It can make you feel better in the moment without it actually doing any inner work, without it actually healing, without it actually bringing any healing to your body. There are all of these things, right? The three things we just went over can be cathartic without actually releasing the anger that's attached to that particular moment or life experience. So here's the thing. You don't want to just be like screaming or you don't want to just be hitting things or you don't want to just be like pounding or stomping or crying for no reason. (laughs) The key and what I want you guys to remember in each of these practices is that you really have to connect with the source, the cause, the experience of that anger, the root of it, right? The root of that anger. What was it that you felt? What was it that was said? How were you made to feel? What was it, you know, what was it that made you so angry? And really allowing yourself to get to that space and feel as it relates to that life experience as you do these exercises is where you're going to see healing. It's where you're going to see benefit. And it's where you're ultimately going to experience relief and change. Okay, (laughs) that's a lot for you guys. I love it. I think that as a people, especially as moms, as we learn how to harness ways in which to release our anger in healthy ways, right? Understanding that anger is a normal, common, predictable, expected human emotion in response to certain triggers. And then having healthy, non-destructive, non-violent ways to release that anger. You know, you can release anger in a way that is self-controlled. It's amazing, right? You can do it without harming other people. And the more we have tools and tactics to do that, our body will trust that it's safe to do so. That loop will complete. And man, we'll stop feeling so stuck. We'll stop feeling so ragey. We'll stop feeling so emotionally volatile. We'll stop feeling so numb because we'll have ways to allow those emotions to release and express and be felt. And holy moly, that is powerful, my friends. All right, that's what I got for you today. Have a good one. I will meet you back here on the Calm Mom Podcast soon. Take care. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, They really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. 
We'll see you next time.